Greetings, everyone, and welcome to what I really, really hope ends up being the 88th edition of Cinema Effect. If my math is right, I think it is. I think it's the 88th. Uh, I'm Zach, and I'm joined by Big Pussy, a.k.a. Fitzy, a.k.a. Liam. Hello. What are you? Hi. You're like, um... Don't don't make me Ralphie. Ralphie, that's perfect, dude. Oh, Ralphie. I said don't do that. Little no. Pussy. You can be Little Pussy. Is there a Little Pussy in the show? There is, right? Isn't there a big pussy, little pussy? Yeah. Because he has a kid. I think so. I think you're right. I forgot about that. No, but I it's, think not that's a, true. It, it's not a kid thing. It's like, oh. um, isn't it in the show they get confused about like two different pussies? <laughs> that sounds um, like, like a whole Sopranos thing. Yeah. yeah, it really does. I don't recall that at all, but you're probably right. That, 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 yeah, that's probably happened. But uh, this is this is the first time. That it's just us, no Jaden here this week. We'll miss him. But uh since, since episode two, yeah. Like, whoa, that's uh our best episode, yeah. Exactly, exactly. The this three is hour long discussion. <laughs> it was that that was that was the unedited version. But uh God, this is gonna be even better, Fitzy. Let me tell you, this is gonna be a great episode. Uh, because, ladies and gentlemen, this is Cinema Effect, the podcast where we review and talk about a different movie every single Monday, and this week that movie is The Many Saints of Newark, which opened in the US on the 1st of October 2021. It was directed by Alan Taylor. It was written by, which I think is important, just throughout the context of this review, uh, by David Chase and Lawrence Connor, or Connor probably, uh, who both are lead writers. David Chase, of course, the creator of The Sopranos. Lawrence Connor, sort of part of the writing staff as well. So everyone here involved uh, knows the show very well. It is a crime drama. And the synopsis says, witness the making of Tony Soprano, the story that reveals the humanity behind Tony's struggles and the influence his family, especially his uncle Dickie, had over him becoming the most iconic mob boss of all time. That 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 is not accurate at all. <laughs> that is not remotely no, no, accurate no. to this movie. No, it really isn't. I was, I was talking about this with you the other day. This movie's been in the making a long time. We finally have our long-awaited Sopranos prequel movie. We've actually seen it, you know, and we haven't talked about it. And, Liam, I'm just dying to know what you thought of it. I thought it was, I thought it was a mixed bag. I thought it was okay. The, like the main uh, the main story with um, Richie I thought was pretty good. Like it was Sopranos-esque and just, I don't know, the way, I don't know, his anger issues led to everything and stuff and, um, so I thought the main thing with him and his girlfriend, everything is pretty good. Everything with Tony or like other characters is kind of weird, not the best, but yeah, it was okay. I think. Yeah, I think we're pretty similar. I think it might sound like you like it a bit more than me. Oh, okay. Like I think the movies, I think it's amusing is the word I would use. It's uh, mm. I was in, I was engaged as a Sopranos fan. You know, I, I was like looking out for cool stuff, and I was like, I thought a lot of it was neat. And I, I guess in that way, it felt like junk food for Sopranos fans, if that makes sense. It's a fun watch mm, for bad yeah. – it's a fun watch for bad fan service, you know, which is entertaining in itself, in my opinion, 
There was a lot of fan service lines, yeah, for sure. We'll get into them. We'll get into them. Um, you know, so there's a lot of that, and that, that carries a lot of the weight, but I don't know if it's a very good movie, you know, which is a shame. Not for lack of things happening, you know? Like, I wasn't I wasn't bored by this movie, but it just sort of left me like, all right, you know? That, yeah. was, that could have been something else, but it was that, so... It was kind of forgettable, yes. I want to. I want to know if you felt th- this way. I think. Let's just get right at the heart of it. I don't know. Like this movie for me included so many bizarre writing choices, which were really questionable and felt not like David Chase's style on the show at all. Which is bizarre because he wrote this movie, <laughs> so it's not like you can't point the finger and go, "Oh, I don't know about that guy, mate." He he he, he wasn't involved in the show, you know. Like this mm. was the crew. Um, in just in terms of how inauthentic to the moment it can feel at times. Should we preface this by saying, like, we're going to spoil The Sopranos? I feel like we sort of, like, how, how much do you feel spoiling The Sopranos will impact, is important to us talking about things in the movie? I don't Yeah, we could go into it a bit. I guess that, oh, it was really funny when I was talking to Jaden about this movie, I was like, like, you can probably see it, you know, you probably don't have to be, like, because <laughs> oh, it's a prequel. Before you saw it. Yeah, yeah, like a couple of months ago, I was like, I was, yeah, I said you could, but then the first thing, the first thing is <laughs> fucking hilarious, dude. That's the funniest thing in the movie. That voiceover, man. <laughs> but it's not good, though, right? No, like- no, it's not good. <laughs> but it doesn't really come back, you know. Oh, it comes back like once or twice. But dude, yeah, it came, it's really. It, it came back. Didn't it just come back the one time when there was the time jump? Yeah, it came back like once or twice. Yeah. So weird. It was so weird. Um. Yeah, no, no, that's a great call. That's a great point. I actually had a similar thing where I was like, oh, you know, Jake hasn't seen The Sopranos, my brother, you know, oh, he can tag along, you know, it'll just be a gangster movie, you know, whatever. Uh, Boy, no, no, this movie spoils The Sopranos so fast. It it couldn't spoil it any quicker. I'm going to have to spoil something, actually. I might, I'll actually save it for later. I might do that. But sticking on the voiceover, which will remain sort of anonymous and uh, vague, but if you've seen the movie, you know what it is, obviously. It's just, like, so unnecessary. You know what I mean? Like, it, it just yeah. showed to me that they really don't want the film to stand on its own in any way. And it's I think it's just a mistake. I think it's funny that I joked. I think, was I talking to you where I joked about them doing, like, <laughs> the whole thing where it's oh, like, yeah, oh, let me tell you that. a story. Let me tell you a story about, you know, your young uncle Tony, or whatever. like that was the joke that I made. That what if this movie's like that? And they sort of they oh, sort of did it. I thought you were gonna say, was it? Were you talking about this movie when you talked about the Prestige and there was something like, like an actor? Oh, we'll get into that too. Yes, because I don't yes, know. Ray, what, I don't know what you're talking Ray, about. Ray Liotta, dude. <laughs> Ray Liotta played two oh, characters. That's I totally forgot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He plays the brother or whatever. Oh, is he the brother? Is he an imaginary? Richie's is that- you know, mind. Is that a real like? Is that a theory? Like, is that? That's what my dad. My dad thought he might have not been real. Oh, because like okay. it's like him wrestling with his guilt, you know. And there's that one scene oh. where like he's talking to him and then he just disappears. Probably oh, not. Yeah. But... Actually, that was weird too. That was... I forgot about that. <laughs> mm. I feel like if that's the case, the movie didn't like make it. No, no. Clear at all. Um, it's really guess... a bit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, to be fair, though, if that were the case, I'd prefer that because if it's literal, it's I don't, I don't like it. But uh, 
the way that it opens right, that specific opening shot of the camera coming through the graveyard and, yeah. like, you hear the voices of dead people. Oh. Just random dead people. Just, so just, just like, this Je- Jennifer was just buried there. Like, who, who she, I don't know. And she's just talking. They weren't, yeah, is- they weren't even in The Sopranos, right? No. They were just people. It's crazy. That was dumb. I didn't like that at all. In terms of exploring the writing a bit more, like, as a gangster movie, you know, looking at the main plot and the escalation between, I get, I don't know, the two sides, I guess, if you sort of want to look at the movie as a as a war between the Jersey Italian family and the and the black gangsters as well. I don't know if you right. want to look at it that way. Um, I don't know. It's like nothing very inventive or interesting takes place. It's fine. You know, the movie's well shot. Well, I liked the main character. Like, I liked Richie. I felt it was it was a bit so like the writing was a bit Sopranos esque and just like you know him his like anger causing everything and him dealing with guilt and everything it seemed very like something they'd do with Tony in the in the show that's true but like as as a gangster film it's not I wouldn't even say it's like a gangster film kind of like in the way that like there's no violence or like in that way right. Not or really. Like two sides versus each other. I feel it, but I feel like it. I, I hear you, but I feel like it sort of plays with this conflict enough to where I don't really know what this movie is. I guess you know, where it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, I, I sort of I get what you're saying. Where I don't know if I, I I agree to an extent, but it's also like, then what? Then what is it? I don't know. Like, is it is the movie Live Soprano trying to find trying to get psychiatric help, trying to get meds? You know. That was a subplot. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Like, there's a few funny things, like, um, you know, Uncle Junior being the one to kill Richie because he laughed at him. Like, that's something that was like, you know, <laughs> that that seems like something that might be in the show. Or like, um, the joke, yeah, the joke with the meds was like, live. Uh, like she was looking for the meds, and then at the end, Dicky had it in his pocket. Because he was going to give it to her, and then she like you know called him an addict at the funeral or whatever. So like that was a funny moment as well. There were there were a few things that that was like oh that's that's clever you know. Yeah, no, that's that's fair. Oh shit, I was gonna wait. What you, what was the first bit you said? Oh, Uncle Junior. Yes, yes. Yeah. No, that, that's true in terms of that feeling like a Sopranos thing. But I don't know. Like for me, maybe th- maybe this is my issue, right? Like just the transition from the television to the film format. Like I just don't, it's such an unsatisfying like climax to your film. Like yeah, it, because it, it just feels comes like... completely out of nowhere and it's just like, it feels like a joke that, yeah, because yeah. you're right. He just laughed at him and that's why he killed him. And It I, feels like an episode, yeah. Totally. It feels like yeah, season yeah. two, episode eight, you know. Uh, it doesn't feel like mm. the end of your film. And I just felt, I don't know, I felt nothing when Dickie got shot in the head, to be totally honest with you. Like I was just... All right. Yeah. I mean, I was engaged by Dickie's story, but, you know, he's not the most, like, a maiden character. But... Well, that's – so, yeah, it sounds like you were at least a bit more engaged in him than me because, like, I like – what's his name, Alessandro? That's his name, right, the actor? Um, oh, I don't know. Uh, yeah, Alessandro, yeah, Alessandro Navoli. Yeah, he's – like, he's he's a good actor, you know, like, nothing against him. Just, Dickie was just – I don't know, he was fine. I, I just feel like – there could have been a lot more done 
in that department, especially, like, I really think the crux of the film, or uh, I don't really know what the crux of the film is, but I feel like it should be. The ending implies that the crux of the film is the relationship with Dickie and Tony and how that bond pushes Tony over the edge to become who he becomes. And that's sort of alluded in the show a lot, that Dickie, this character we never meet, was important to Tony as a child. And them telling that story makes a lot of sense. I think that's a cool story to tell. But I just didn't, I didn't see it. I didn't really understand why Tony likes this guy or why he admires him. He's kind of bland, yeah. Like there's nothing about him that you think, oh, this is this is why he's interested in him. Um, Yeah, he's not like. I mean, other other than his father being, you know, abusive and wanting a different father figure, but yeah, a hundred percent. And then, like, looking into the specifics of like their conversations in the movie, like they're just like the, the most I get out of their relationship. Other than like, I guess they're sort of buddy buddy at the party where Johnny, you know, the, the when Johnny comes home from prison, they're sort of like hanging out. Like, all right, cool. Mm. Like, he's sort of the cool uncle to him. I, I guess that's, that's sort of something. But then, like, their relationship sort of devolves into merely Tony wants to call him so he can give him beer, and I just uh, he doesn't want to talk to him. Yeah, he doesn't want to talk to him. But it, like, but the movie's like in those scenes, like in that scene where Tony calls him, and he's like clearly really upset that. Dickie's pushing him away here. I just don't understand. Nothing in the movie showed me why Tony, like, why their bond is so important. Yeah. I guess that is the purpose of the film because, like, the final image is really, like yeah. him, you know, the, you know, finger lock or whatever. And then the music played. I thought when the music played, that was, that was good. Like, that was, that oh, was you can't go wrong. Yeah, you can't yeah. go wrong. No, definitely, definitely. Exactly. It doesn't do the relationship justice. Uh, but in that, like, I think. If the movie had to get one thing right, it had to be that, right? Yeah, true. Like, there's sort of nothing else this story needs to do except nail that, and it just didn't nail it. Like, I think, to what you're saying, like, I think the ending at the funeral by itself as a scene is good. Like, I think that being the moment Tony commits himself to become what he becomes is cool. The finger lock is cool. And like the theme kicking in, it's all it's all cool, like just by itself when you're watching it. But it's just unearned because it's everything I'm saying. Like, I don't know. It's just, I don't buy it. I don't relate to it. I've just, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's all just doesn't add up to me. So that is going to crush the film. But then also, like, the acting for some people wasn't great. I didn't think, like, um, I didn't like the young Sylvia or like yeah. not young Sylvia. I don't really get the ages, but, um, <laughs> They're all over the place, man. They but, really um, are. They really are. I do like how the f- there's like a lot of funerals in the film because it kind of foreshadows like later seasons, like season six of the Surprise, where there's like a billion funerals, you know. And it's like That's depressing true. and shit. But like, yeah, totally like, like the heart of the film is kind of lost. No way, Tony yeah. likes Richie, I guess. Do they call him Richie in the film? Oh, he's Dickie, I guess. Because, yeah, no, I was just making sure because obviously if your name's Dickie, your name's, I guess, is also Richie. Because there's, but there's a Richie in the show, right? I just don't want to. Oh. Isn't Richie Janice's partner in the show? Is that his name? I don't know. Oh, the, the psychopath one. Yeah, that guy. Is he saying Richie? Yeah, 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 Richie. I guess yeah. he could have been Dickie too. I don't know. I think they're the same name. Is Dickie or Richie his real name? They call him Dickie. Yeah. But I guess his name's Richard, right? So. 
Right. Well, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. There's only one Richie in the bit. We know who you're talking about. I mean, like, in terms of the film <laughs> foreshadowing, like that, <laughs> the opening again, but uh, I do like some of the foreshadowing elements it plays with. You know, like, there's multiple scenes. There's particularly one, like, they try and critique the mob lifestyle, you know, and it's sort of on the nose. I don't mind that stuff though. Where like I think Tony's in the family are sitting around watching TV, and there's like a something on the TV that's like people always want more. And then like I think Ray oh, Liotta right. says the same thing in in the jail, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, like he quotes something. Oh, like wanting is the problem. He says, like yeah. Buddhism quote. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So like those ideas, they're cool. Well, I feel like they have a place in this movie, especially when you're at. I mean, gangster movies quite often critique gangsters, believe it or not. But I, I thought that stuff works. The weird part, though, was that I forgot was in the movie. Was, do you remember that scene where Dickie is a blind baseball coach? Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. Was that <laughs> a fantasy or was that real? I didn't Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Because was... he, he, he was saying that he did that, right? But could he be lying? Yeah. Well, that's the scene where the guy disappears. Where he's like talking about it and then he just disappears. <laughs> That's so the brother was in the jazz in, in prison. Yeah. Uh, that was just, every scene in the prison was weird to me. Like it, it totally felt dis- disconnected from anything else happening in the movie. I don't like a, a, a prestige thing like seeing Ray Liotta, like Ray Liotta dies everyone. Oh, no, he doesn't. He's just sitting here in the prison. That character, like, it obviously exists to have that moral side to Dickie that we don't really see anywhere else in the movie. To have it like, oh, we sort of see he's trying. Mm. We see he's trying to reach out. He's try- he's making an effort to be a good person in, in some respects. Um, obviously, his temper gets the better of him, but we see that he's making that effort, which is fine. I just sort of wish I'd seen that in other ways with other characters as opposed to just this, this weird offshoot stuff. It actually felt a lot like, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised at all. It would make a lot of sense if this was the writing parallel they were going for. But it just felt like Dickie's version of Melfi. Like he needs these scenes where he has like oh, yeah. he talks to someone about what he's feeling, you know. Yeah. Except they're ten times worse, but yeah. Oh, yeah, they're way worse. Don't worry. God, those Melfi scenes are so good. You already brought up some of the performances and cameos. And they're probably like, they're, they're, as a Sopranos fan, they're the thing I feel like we're meant to get the most sort of kick out of, you know. They're all pretty spot on, like in terms of how they look. I think um, some of them are actually pretty impressive. It always took me out of the movie, like the way that the film calls them out. You notice how the film does this, where it's like it always has to have like a line of dialogue to tell the audience who this is oh, as a young person. Yeah. yeah, like Tony's on the phone. He's like, "Shut up, Carmela." You know, or they're like, mm. I think earlier in the movie, it's like, "What are you doing, Paulie?" You know, it's like, "Oh, we, yeah, okay." You, I get it. That's uh, that's Paulie right there, yeah. and it's like, okay, I, I don't, I don't know about this. The the Silvio one felt like an impersonation. Yeah, he didn't um, feel like Silvio. I don't think he looked like Silvio either. Oh, I could sort of see the resemblance, me personally. Like, I mean, actually, to be fair, how much was that? Oh, that was just the hair. <laughs> like, yeah. See where he had the wig was funny, I guess. Um, because mm. he's the one. Of them, I mean, Junior. Junior's beyond a cameo. Junior's a character in the movie. Silvio feels more like a cameo, but he actually has lines, 
where he he's, has this sort of emotional scene with Dicky before he gets killed. Um, oh, yeah. And in that scene, it's like, that, I don't know if that was the right choice to have that character be in that scene. All credit to the actor. Like, he's clearly studied Stephen Van Zandt and, and try, he's trying his best to do a Silvio here, but he's, like, trying too hard or it's just it's just coming off as odd, you know? Yeah, he was he was the most he was the worst performance. Yeah, and then like, where? Yeah, what are some of the other ones? I mean, Paulie was sort of small. Big Pussy was there quickly. Paulie, I don't even I don't even remember who Paulie was. Was he? He looked he looked the part. They all looked the part. Um, but that's sort of actually the weirdest thing to me about it is that, like, huge shout out to the casting director here that everyone who's involved in casting because. There's no, like, just watching the movie, there's no doubt in my mind that they spent hundreds of hours trying to find people that looked spot on. And congratulations, mm. they did it. But I just don't know why. Like, it doesn't add anything to the film. Yeah. I guess it's just meant to be, like, a cool thing for us fans. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I guess I respect yeah. that. Well, they, I guess it looks pretty accurate. Like, how do you feel about Jimmy Mason? Oh, Junior. I don't know. Junior was really, really good. Like, I felt like he, like, the weird lines I gave him were very, like, juniorish. He's, like, sure. talking, talking about random facts or something. And his delivery, he's kind of, he's kind of, like, off a little bit, like he's in the show. In the show, you think it's just because he's old, but maybe that's just his personality. That's that's very accurate. But I'll tell you, Fitzy. He doesn't have the makings of a varsity athlete. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> look, look, that made me laugh and shake my head at the same time. I don't really know if that's a good thing, but I reacted. So, I mean, that's pretty. it's pretty funny. Oh, Billy Billy Magnuson didn't play Polly. Okay. I guess he, he kind of looks like him, like the eyes. Like, he's intense, I guess. Yeah. I don't know who this Billy Magnuson is. Is he? Is he he was in No Time to Die. It was oh, the, he was oh, he was the dickhead like uh, turncoat guy, right? Yeah, it was turn, wait, it was turncoat man like like he was the double agent for yeah, um, double for, agent. Yeah, for yeah, Rami yeah. Malik. Mm. Got it. Okay, okay. Yeah, no, okay, that makes sense. That's um, why I call him too, Rami Malik, because I have no idea what that guy's name is still. In the movie, I think it's I think it's uh, si- Siphon Siphon. Oh, that's right. Yeah, is that right? Siphon. Yeah. Siphon. Siphon. That's that's why I call him Siphon. <laughs> Your Bondaville is Safan, not Siphon. That's why I call her. But yeah, I don't know. Sorry. Out of these cameos, like Carmella is the most egregious. Where it's like, why do they Carmella? Like, why do they bother with Carmella? That well, was... she's only like one moment, right? I know. So, like, why do they? It was so weird to me. Like, oh, like why even put her there? I guess. Yeah, yeah. Why is she in the? Why is she in the movie? Like, she doesn't need to be in the movie. You know. Is Tony's cousin? Is Tony Plundetto, is he there? Is he the one standing next to them? So the, the that guy who's like Tony's friend, I don't know who that's meant to be. It could be it could be Steve mm-hmm. Buscemi. I don't. Or could it be Art? I don't think it was. Oh, though. yeah, yeah. It could be Art. Mm. I yeah. feel like it has to, but with, knowing this movie, though, it has to be someone because there's no way it was just, it was no way it was just a random person. Everyone is someone in the movie. So I like the junior actor a lot. I think he was good. Oh, yeah. He's, he's, not, he's a good actor. Yeah. Was there anyone else? I mean, we mentioned Liv, uh, I guess. Oh, no, I didn't. No, actually, I, I've, I've wanted to talk more about that. Um, oh, okay. 
she was by far the best, in my opinion. Like Vera Farmiga as mm. as Liv was my favorite part of the movie. Like um yeah, like Olivia Soprano is already a great character, but her performance is really, really good. She owns every scene she's in. Um especially Did you say like Olivia scenes. Soprano? Yeah. Olivia, it's just Olivia. It's not isn't that short for Olivia? No, I think it's just Olivia. Oh, okay. <laughs> they call her Liv, so I just assumed her name's Olivia. Um you know, Tony's mum, everyone. Um, she's a great character in the show, obviously. Mm-hmm. And seeing her here again was cool. Like the scene she has with uh, every scene she has. The one she has in the high school, though, really, really good. The one she has, like when she's playing off John Bernthal, I really liked those scenes a lot. I don't know. Did you? How much did you like her on the scale of everyone else? I guess. Yeah, she's really good. Yeah, that that like scene in the high school that went on for a while. That was a good dialogue. Like her just, yeah, she hovers in the background pretty well. She like, she looks like they look like they've changed her face a bit. Like they like changed her. Oh, she had makeup on for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was pretty good. Michael, of course, is really good as Tony. Yeah, you dug him. Yeah. It was good. Yeah, I wasn't like emotionally connected to him or anything, but mm. like he, 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 you know, mirrored mirrored his. His dad, pretty well. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree with that. Like for me, he wasn't. I thought he was. I thought he was good. Like I, no, nothing bad to say about him. I think he did a much. He did. He didn't do an impression. He, he was really solid. Mm. Um, and I'd like to. I'd like to see more of him in that role, though. You know, I just don't like. I, yeah, like exactly like you say. I don't, didn't have enough to really connect to him. You know, it was sort of just like. Yeah, well, he wasn't really the main character. It was more Richie was more the main. Character. I thought Tony would be, but and yeah, and if, he arguably should have been if the ending was going to work, you know. But that's fine, you know. But it, uh, you know, his performance didn't blow me away. It wasn't like holy shit, dude. You got to mm. see freaking. But uh, it didn't need to be. That's totally fine. And you know, huge shout out to John Bernthal. I just love John Bernthal. I feel like I'm just John Bernthal's number one fanboy. You know, like he's just great and everything. Uh, he's he's got a quite a small role here actually. I didn't know yeah, he was yeah. playing. Tony's dad until the movie started. So that was a cool thing to discover. Oh, okay. He's sort of a background character, but I mean, I don't know, he's great. So I'm always excited for that. The other one I actually didn't mention, or we forgot to mention, is like Janice looked pretty good, right? Oh, as like a kid, as like a teenager. Yeah. I don't even, yeah, I don't remember. Because she was only in like the funeral thing, wasn't she? She was in a few scenes, but she wasn't, oh, okay. in, yeah, she wasn't in a ton. She wasn't in a ton. Janice is also a great character. I hate her guts, but she's great too. I mean, focusing on some of the things the movie does sort of independent of the show and, and the world it's in, how did you feel about the civil rights stuff in the movie? You know, that's sort of, I feel like, one of the main oh, yeah. ideas it tries to touch on in terms of, and it's cool that those are historical events, you know, in terms of those those civil rights protests and, and the riots in, in Newark in the 60s. Well, like it's kind of like the uncle thing is really funny, but it's kind of a shame that they went there if they were also going to include this um, like subplot because it kind of like you know lessens the seriousness of it, I guess, because it because it, now it's just less integral to the story. Like if you have him and Dicky, you know, more like something happened at the end with them, it's it's more. That would make that stuff more important, I guess. 
totally. In the film. Yeah. Yeah. It, it goes back to, I think you're spot on. It just goes back to like, I don't know what this movie's trying to be. If it, if it sort of wanted to really hone in on the civil rights stuff, I feel like it could have done a good job of that. But it just sort of felt like background a little bit to yeah. everything else, you know. Like even though like I think the the right scenes when they're in the movie they're really well sort of brought to life. You know, like when the tanks are rolling through the streets and like I think that all looks really good. Oh, right, yeah. But I just don't really know what like again, yeah, it just sort of goes back to like what purpose does it serve in the story? I don't know. Like if it just wants to sort of raise these issues and sort of connect them to the Sopranos world, I guess that's fine. Um but sort of maybe, I don't know, maybe a bit underutilized. Yeah, I agree. But that shootout scene between the, who was the main the main black gangster character? He was Harold, right? That was his name? Mm, I can't I'm remember. Not mistaken. I think it was Harold. I could be wrong. Um, I'm just going to call him Harold. He was fine, you know, like I feel like the most intriguing developments in the Dickie and his mistress plot was sort of him sleeping with her. But I didn't really. Oh yeah, well that's kind of why Dicky kills her. He's angry. Yeah, he's an angry boy, Dicky. You know? He's angry. How did you feel when he killed her? Because I sort of didn't give a shit. Which kind of happened? Yeah. Kind of... Oh, Just I'm surprised happen. that that happened. I mean, that's yeah, I'll agree with that. Yeah. I mean, oh, hang on. So this is another thick question I had. Who is Christopher's mum? Oh wait, I'm so confused by this. Christopher's mom. Yeah. Oh, it's. Oh. Because she's alive in the show. She's she doesn't die in this movie. Oh no, you're right. You're right. Wait. So, oh yeah. No. You you know one thing about the film that's really dumb. Um, <laughs> the wife character of Dickie, the film didn't give two shits about it because Dickie had a wife. And then the mistress came in, and then the wife totally disappeared from the movie. Like she didn't even, like she didn't even exist. Maybe that was Christopher's mom, which makes the mistress character like her existence weird. I mean, right? So, so the mum that got no screen time. Thank you, by the way. News to me that that, that Dickie had a wife. By the way, news to me. I had no idea. I think, at the, like, I think, like at the dinner table when he was with his dad, Ray Liotta, and he had. Really, it was with the his girlfriend, like future girlfriend. Oh, he had he a was, he had a wife there, I think. Right. <laughs> and then he kills his dad, <laughs> takes his dad's girlfriend, and then the wife totally pieces it from the movie. She she is not in the movie at all, at all. Like it, it's mm. that's so true to the point where like I, I as I'm watching the the Dicky. Oh my god, I don't know mistress. I don't know her name. Uh, their relationship unfold. Dude, she looks like Christopher. So I'm like 100%. Oh, interesting. That's, that's his mum. Makes perfect sense. And then she's drowned. And I'm like, what? <laughs> that doesn't. Yeah, they didn't have a baby in the movie, right? Are we forgetting that? Or... Well, no. Christopher was born in the oh, movie. Oh, yeah, yeah. It wasn't hers. Yeah. Oh, really? Oh, okay, okay. I don't think so. Wait. Wait, does, does the mistress get. Oh, yeah, Christopher was born in the movie because he the yeah, baby he was, was at the table. He sure was. Yeah, but she never, she never got pregnant to her. <laughs> weird. I don't think so. It's, yeah. so. it's so bizarre. So I, I was convinced, oh, yeah, that's Christopher's mum. That's great. When she died, I was confused. I thought maybe it was going to be a thing where, like, oh, the Christopher's mum that appears in the show isn't actually his mum, and his mum mm. died here. 
But this movie didn't make that clear. I don't think that's actually what happened. No. How, how funny did you find the movie? I think humor is a really important part of Sopranos lore. Um, um, I laughed at a couple of O's, you know, that was fun. Oh, right. Yeah. Like, there's some things I mentioned, like, just the, like, the uncle thing. Even, you know, that's the climax. Maybe that shouldn't be, like, just a gag, but that was funny. <laughs> and the, um, the pills and, like, Livia was very funny. Or, like, her, you know, Vera's, you know, acting, she was, she was very good. Um, that all very felt comedic. very authentic. Yeah. Like, yeah, it was pretty light, I guess. Like, it was pretty, uh, I guess it, the subject matter was dark, but it felt very light because of all the references and jokes and everything, you know? Yeah. Like the, yeah, the O's and everything, yeah. <laughs> that was great. I think the the weird thing about it, I just keep coming back to this in my mind, is that where if you try and explain what The Sopranos is as a TV show, it's really difficult. Like, it's sort of everything. Like, I, I at the end of the day, it's a drama, right? I, I feel like that's hard to argue, but... You know, some people might see it more of a, as a it's, it's a comedy, it's a it's a dark comedy, it's a violent gangster thing. Like it's the show is sort of everything, right? It's sort of a hodgepodge of, but it works. Yeah. It really works. I think the film struggles because it's sort of replicating that element of the show where it's like we don't know what it is. It's sort of everything, but it just didn't work for me in a movie. You know, and this I feel like it just needed to commit to, to being something, something. Whereas it's sort of not. It's sort of The mm. Sopranos, which isn't enough in a film. Yeah, so I see what you mean. Like, the show balances tones really well. And this kind of this kind of doesn't, I guess. Or I guess the, the dark tone didn't even feel that dark. It just felt like... Like, the movie felt kind of bland, I guess. Um, That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're, you're spot on. Because the, the tone doesn't feel dark, but it is like it's... It's not literally dark in terms of like the light, but it's like it's dark because dark things are happening. Yeah, things that happen are dark. Yeah, messed up events occur, but it doesn't feel dark. It just sort of feels like, like when the, there's that scene where the the dude gets like screwdriver in his, in his mouth and he's, mm. you know, and it's just sort of like okay, like this is sort of any old episode of The Sopranos, like some shit like this would happen, and it, but it doesn't. It's not funny. It's not like violent. Like confronting it's sort of just happening yeah it's not really anything because i feel like there's a version of that scene that is hilarious but it wasn't this one well like there there are a lot of deaths in the surprise that are hilarious like that sure guy that died in the bathtub with the like he got shot and then wait am i thinking i think do you know that guy that died in the bathtub he like got electrocuted or something, or he was shot while he was like in the bathtub. I don't recall. Yeah, I remember yeah, I, it being funny. That's what, that's what I'm trying to say. I can think of another. Yeah, I can think. Uh, I don't know. The, 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 there's a funny death in the in the last episode. That's for sure. Um, I mean, it, it, but it, but it comes. It's heartbreaking. But it's like what happening. What's happening is kind of goofy. I guess it's kind of funny. Did Did you get take anything away from the post credit scene or the, the you know the, the mid credit scene, whatever? Where Harold uh, gets gets cash, he gets money. Remember, like they they're all. Oh, like I guess like to the horse place. Not the horse place, like the bowling, the barn or whatever it is. It was just in a driveway, wasn't it? Like they were just at a house. Oh, maybe I didn't watch this. I don't know. Oh no, it, uh, you couldn't have missed it. It happened like 
immediately after, like the oh, final no, yeah, shot. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I thought that was in like a big warehouse or barn or something. No, I don't was, think. So I, it was I like think it's, I think it's in a drive. I just in a neighborhood. Unless it I'm was tripping. like another guy giving him money or something. You're like, I assume it was just the payday for killing Dicky. Oh, I don't know. It was a weird choice. I didn't. I don't know why I was there. Oh, is there going to be like? Wasn't there speculation of a follow up to this? Or not? Well, it's it's more than speculation. Um, the uh, oh, okay. I was gonna. I have have it literally written here, so I'm glad you brought it up. The one of the execs at HBO Max was quoted, literally said, "We are talking to David about doing a prequel series." Hmm. Well, that might that might make sense of like if if Tony. Oh yeah, yeah. We talked about. I remember talking about this. Like if Tony, um, thinks like that guy killed Dicky, then in the next film, like the whole thing would be Tony trying to get revenge. Like killing that guy. Oh, that's a logical place to go. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, but I don't want another. I want to ask how, how you felt about or how you feel about a potential follow up to this because I don't want another film. I don't want that at all. Like, uh, if no, if they're going to follow it up, do it. If if what they're talking about, if D- David Chase wants to do it, do a show. Hundred percent. I'm on board. You know, you get get Michael Gandolfini, have him actually oh, be yeah. the lead. Have him actually be the lead. Commit to it. And have a show. Like I think, I think that'd be cool. I'd be down. Oh yeah, that would be better. Yeah, I don't know if I'd even be interested if there was another film. Like maybe, but yeah, I could watch it, but I wouldn't be excited. Yeah, no, I'd, I'd totally be down for another show. I think that'd be cool. Um, I don't, I, I don't think I wouldn't be expect like great things from it necessarily, but I just think if any, this movie taught me that Sopranos as a universe belongs on television in my opinion. And if they're going to do that again, I think that sounds cool. Get dude, get, I don't know, get some of these cast members back, get like Vera back, get uh the junior guy back. That, that sounds cool. Hmm. Cause they were all, they were all some of the strongest parts of the movie. I don't know if you knew this. I got, I had trivia here. It didn't really come up, but uh, the film's title comes from Dickie Moltisante's family name, which when translated from Italian to English means many saints. So it's saying like, it's the Moltisantes of Newark. Right. I actually kind of like that. That makes a bit more sense. And mm. Alessandro Navola, who plays Dickie, the lead, didn't realize that he was playing the lead role until filming had already begun. He was only given portions of the script beforehand. Imagine just finding out, oh, by the way, <laughs> dude, you're, you're the lead. <laughs> you're on the poster. That's crazy. It's, it's kind of messed up. It's kind of messed up. What should we do? Because I actually do sort of want to spoil the show a little bit, I feel, but I feel like we should do – do you want to give our scores – and then I'll quickly spoil the show. Okay. Well, I'll give it a five out of ten. Like, I enjoyed parts of it. Overall, it's pretty underwhelming. Yeah, but, like, I did enjoy parts of it, so. I'm right there with you. Five out of ten from me, too. Overall, you know, disappointing in the sense of this has been one of my most anticipated movies for a couple years, but it was fine. I enjoyed aspects of it. Like I said, I think it's an amusing watch. If you're a Sopranos fan, you should definitely check it out. There's enough to get you sort of entertained and, you know, to, to for you to point at the screen and go, oh, that's funny. That's a cool reference or whatever, but it doesn't stand on its own. If you've never seen the show, don't watch this movie. It doesn't, it won't do anything for you, but watch the show. Absolutely. Watch the goddamn show. Are you kidding me? I might, I might, I might just cut this out if this doesn't end up adding anything to the conversation, but I did want to spoil the show just quickly in terms of, the narration at the start, the choice to have dead Christopher narrate 
the movie was just such a weird choice. He he has the line where, oh, where yeah, yeah. he says, you, you know, when he's he's like introducing Dickie and Tony, he's like, and that fat kid right there is my uncle Tony, and he, and he says, and he says he killed me, but that but that would be many years later. He doesn't just say that. He he says like, doesn't he specifically say how he killed him? Yes, yeah, he you're says, right. and that's that's the guy that killed that strangled me in a car accident. You know, twenty, you know, fifty years later. It's like, oh my god! Thank God, you know. Thank God, <laughs> Jane didn't watch this movie. Right? Absolutely, that that's probably. I mean, would you agree that's probably the second biggest spoiler in the show? Arguably, the biggest. Well, I was spoiled for Christmas Death. Yeah, that, that's the. But one. I, I didn't know when it happened, or like you know, yeah. It's one of but the biggest spoilers in the entire show, no doubt. It's probably the biggest, right? I guess. I, I would argue the ending's a biggest spoiler, but I, I. But it's harder to explain. Like you can't just say it. You can't just say Christopher dies. You know what I mean? But you can't really explain the ending in that way. The ending, I wouldn't want oh, that spoiled no, for no. me either. But no. it's harder to spoil if that makes sense. Yeah, because um, it's, it's semi ambiguous. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. So that, was, that dude, that that was honestly like that might be worst line of dialogue of the year. Um, oh, <laughs> can, yeah. we, can we get a center effect award for that? That'd be great. We should. Um, and, and actually, it, it's funny. All the bad lines are related to Christopher somehow. There's the the other one I had to bring up was when you know the scene where I think it's Johnny's coming back party from prison and like they're having the family get together around the table, and the, and they bring in baby Christopher, and Tony oh. gets up. And, and and they're like, oh, the baby doesn't like you. The baby. I why. <laughs> oh, so bad. That was so, so bad. bad. It was so bad. And, and then it was something like, um. Oh, and then oh. Tony's like, oh, I haven't done anything yet. I haven't done anything. I was like, like that. I didn't do anything. Yeah. And then and, and I think like the mum or someone says, baby Christopher can sense evil things. Oh yes. Oh, oh no, it was like, oh, sometimes it, baby can sense things from the other side. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's and that's why awful. he can speak. He's like a ghost. That's so bad. That's that's honestly terrible. Like if you, like, and it doesn't make any sense either. Like the whole, the whole bond in the show, the thing that makes in the show Tony killing Christopher so fucked up and emotional, is that Tony loves Christopher and Christopher loves Tony. You know what I mean? Oh, I, I, Tony sort of doesn't love Christopher as much towards the end, but like that's their relationship from the beginning. Is is that bond they have? I think it'd be much more tragic if you just change the scene to have it like baby Christopher really loves Tony. Oh, Tony, do you want to hold him? And then just immediately makes it even more tragic that, oh, dude, he's like cuddling this baby that he kills. Like that's messed up. Yeah, you don't have to hint to it like that. Yeah. No, no, you really don't. I feel feel sort of weird. (laughs) I just sort of regressed to the end. That's, That's it for... This week's episode of Cinema Affair. What a short episode, but that's fine. That's fun. But we do have a question of the week. As always, we'd love you to submit your question source reviews for anything in the YouTube comment section. Send us a DM on Instagram or join the Discord. This week, we're, we're getting pumped up for next week, Fitzy. It's next week. Don't get me wrong. It's next week. Uh, mm-hmm. Where we're doing our Cinema Effect Awards for 2021, which is incredibly exciting. I'm actually pretty excited to do that. But we're asking you... In the spirit of that, what have been your favorite movies or TV shows of 2021? Answer the question however you want. You know, if you've got multiple things you want to shout out, shout them out. 
if you want to pick one movie, one show, if you've only seen a movie, whatever, you know, just answer it however you like. But we're going to be celebrating the best of 2021 next week. So uh, it's all in the spirit of that. And uh, let us know. Listen to the episode to hear what we thought was good this year. At the time of recording this episode, I still need to watch a lot of stuff. There's still stuff to come out too. So we've got, we got work to do. I don't know how to divide my time with it too. I'm sort of like, do I watch Red Notice? You know, do I watch <laughs> some of these things? Because there are some things coming on Netflix that um, I feel like I should watch for the 2021 conversation, but then I don't know. Well, I'll figure it out. And uh, that's the end of this week's episode. I feel like I've said that eight times, so I'm just going to end this. I appreciate you joining me on this late night, Fitzy. It's only 8.30. I appreciate everyone else tuning in, and we'll see you all next time. Have a great rest of your week, and goodbye.